This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome to Brother from Another. And you know what, Ashley? We could have started the show a different way. I just wanted to start Uh-oh. this way. I just want to say what's up. I just want to say what's up. That's all. That's all. I just want to say how what's you doing. Up? How are you? How you feeling? I'm good. What's you good? Everything's good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. It's a little rainy in Miami, as anyone knows. In um, July, June, August, we get rain every single day, but it's about thirty minutes of rain, and the rest is sunshine. So I guess I'll take those odds. How about you? I am feeling great. Uh, I'm not in a Miami. I'm not in a Miami space. I don't have the South Beach thing going on for me. But see, that's see, I, you know, I'm in Boston, and it, it, it's kind of quiet in summer because it's uh, you know a lot of colleges and universities here, and when college students leave, uh, it's a, it's a different kind of city. But I'm asking you. I say I want to talk to you because Uh-oh. you are going to lead us. You're going to lead us into the first topic. Because okay. I, I think with, because you know this, you know both of these cities so well. We're talking about Miami, mm-hmm. you know Miami inside out, you know New York City inside out. And there's a lot of hype around both cities. And in a lot of cases, if you're from, if you're outside, if you're, let's say you're from Nebraska. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. But let's say you're from Nebraska. <laughs> anyway, you're from Nebraska. Sorry, Nebraska. And, sorry. And sorry. Love Nebraska. the corn. Yeah, Love I, the corn. I just want I just wanted to pick on you today. But let's say you're from Lincoln, Nebraska, to be more specific, and you hear all this stuff mm-hmm. about New York, and you hear all this stuff about Miami, and you say, Wow, it possibly it can't possibly be as great as it is. And mm-hmm. if you're talking about some other cities, you'd be right. But would you agree with me that as much as people say about New York, especially New York, let's leave Miami out of it, especially especially New York, the yes. hype it 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 matches the hype and it exceeds it, but you gotta experience it first. Would you agree or disagree with that? Yes, for different reasons. I think a lot of people, the hype of New York is different than what New York actually is when they get there. I know from a lot of people who've wanted to visit New York and and have like dreams about visiting New York when they actually get there they're kind of like that was a lot like that was a lot it's not, it's a lot it can be overwhelming it's not for everybody i've never heard somebody have a bad time in miami it's hard to hate the sun the sand the beach huh. the warm weather the restaurants things like that but new york i feel like is a little bit more of an acquired taste i think in concept it sounds really dope for a lot of people and then they get there and they're like, yeah, this is this is a lot. It's kind of dirty. It's kind of grungy. It's fast paced. It's not for everyone. I love it because it's home, but I can see how it's overwhelming for some people for sure. Well, I will say this. The expectations for Victor Winbenyama are, <laughs> are, 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 are New York-ish. Our New York meets Miami. It's 
I, and Ashley, I haven't I haven't felt this way in a long time. I put him in the, I put in the feed that he's a once in a generation prospect, and it really has. It's been a generation since I felt Look at this the way. He's way ducking about, to get into the subway. I mean, I yeah. love it. I said I felt this way about an NBA prospect. <laughs> this guy's unbelievable, and you wonder you wonder if there's so much if there's so much expectation, great expectations, if you will. Mm-hmm. You wonder if he'll be able to meet them. But before we answer that question, because I think he will. I think he will. Before we answer that question, I, I just want you to hear this response to a question J.J. Reddick asked Wimby on the J.J. Uh, Reddick Old Man the Three podcast. Check out this, uh, check out this answer from Victor Wimbenyama. Okay. We have seen this happen to a number of young athletes who lose, I think, a sense of reality. And they lose that grounding principle of their life. What is your totem? Uh, you know, what you just said about young players, uh, this is something I thought about a lot. I, I, know, I'm, I know I'm never going to turn like this. Like, I know I'm never going to lose a grasp of reality and just uh, do some shit, you know. Because um, I'm, I'm, I know what I want. Like, I'm, I'm driven from like from the inside of my heart and like nothing can put me out of my path like I do everything I, I do everything I can so I deserve what I get and I think some some players are really talented physically or technically you know really really talented but their mind isn't like as good as their body is you know what I'm saying my totem is it's something like it's something bigger than basketball you know it's it's just life. It's just accomplishing yourself inside this universe, you know? And when I need motivation, when I need energy and I feel tired out, when I need a fight on the court and it's it's hard, I always remember I'm 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 free in that universe. I, I do whatever I can and I know what I wanna do and nothing's gonna stop me from doing it. And I always got that in mind. And it doesn't just stop to basketball, you know, it's it's about life. Jason. Well said. Jason. <laughs> He's reached enlightenment. I'm not sure I'm really under, understood because, you know, in French, I, I, I know I can make myself understood, but in English, sometimes I'm not. No, no, no. You understood. You understood. It's very clear. It's very clear. I wish I was free in the universe. I wish I was free in the universe. Love it. Love everything about it. Come on it. now. Come on, Ashley. What'd you hear there? What'd you see and what did you hear from this incredible prospect? Exactly what JJ said, enlightenment. I mean, he's 19 years old and to have that wherewithal is so impressive. But I mean, if you really, as someone who does, who's very into spirituality and, and always trying to connect myself you know, to higher levels of higher levels of spirituality and just constantly looking to improve myself. I felt what he said a hundred percent, you know, you can have all the talent in the world and you can have all of God's gifts just at your, at your feet. But if your mind isn't right, your mind controls everything. And I truly believe in mind over matter. And I truly believe in manifestation. And I truly believe in the power of the mind you know, I'm somebody who's read so many books about it. The Secret, I watched the documentary. I've watched multiple documentaries about it. I'm someone who 
praise, I meditate, like I do sound baths, sage, smudging, all of that, because I truly believe once your your mind is your most powerful weapon. And I think if you can master your mind and you can master your emotions, and I still struggle with it. Like there are times where I get so consumed by, you know, what's called the outer world, like the things surrounding you. And I get control, I get sometimes overwhelmed by how I may be feeling that I forget to master you know, the one thing that controls all of that. And that's what's up here. So for him to have that wherewithal at just 19, I don't know if it's a European thing. I don't know if it's a French Oof. thing. I don't know what it is, but it's very powerful. And it's very true when you can master your mind, you can master everything. And that's essentially what the Mamba mentality was all about. If you ever read Relentless, which was written by um, the trainer who trained Kobe and D Wade. And it's truly about that too. You master your mind, you master your body. It's so impressive that he has that mindset at such a young age. Enlightenment is the right word, Ashley. And I love the way you said it too. Think about this. You said it. Uh, mm -hmm. He said it in his, I'm going to assume maybe his second language. I don't know. English might be his third language. I don't know, but he said it beautifully. Probably no. In, in Europe, it's probably his third and, language. Probably. I, I, <laughs> exactly. And and how about to say it so beautifully and then to apologize, like, hey, I'm not sure I got it across. Mm -hmm. I know I can say it in French. No, no, you said it uh, in English very well. And I talk about the expectations. And and I hear so many people, and I, I trust it. I see. I've seen him. I had, not like I've seen 40 games. Uh, of him on the court, but I've seen enough where it's yeah. pretty incredible. And well, I, I compare it to the other prospects. See, I was wrong before about the other generational prospect I saw, and I put it here as the first Wimby. The first Wimby. Uh, you should know who it is. It was 20 years ago. Uh, it was June of 2003. LeBron James. So, yeah. you heard about this guy, LeBron James. High school mm -hmm. phenom from Akron, Ohio, was on the cover of, of Sports Illustrated, your former employer, on the mm -hmm. uh, cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 15, 16 years old, on and on and on, multiple state champion, he's great, he could be one of the best players in the NBA right now, he's just a junior in high school, he could be, you know, a top five player, and, and I was thinking, Ashley, I was like, okay, poor LeBron James, uh, he's mm -hmm. the number one pick of the Cleveland Cavaliers, he has a $90 million Nike contract before he's played a game in the NBA. Everybody's saying all these things about him. He can't possibly meet the expectations that are put out there for him. And it only took one game in the NBA. His first NBA game, I knew I was wrong. He already he exceeded the expectations for him in his first game because he went out yeah. there in Sacramento and looked like the best player on the court. And I felt like he exceeded the expectations, even though it took a couple of years, maybe even three years for his team to make the playoffs. I don't always get hyped up about prospects, whether I've seen them or not. I just think it's just mm -hmm. too hard. I have too much respect for the NBA. But in this case, I'm putting it aside. I put it aside once a generation. I wasn't wise enough to put it aside for LeBron James. I was wrong. I'm not going to be wrong here. This is the real deal. I think he is going to meet expectations immediately. And I don't mean win a championship. I just think he's a baller and he's got his head on straight. No, absolutely. And I mean, he's probably going to San Antonio. 
um, which probably. would be probably. A, probably going to San Antonio. Him and Popovich will be an incredible team. Um, Popovich has a knack for developing talent, specifically European talent. I mean, look what he did with Parker, Ginobili. Um, so I think it's a perfect situation from him. It's not in the spotlight, so he can feel free to make mistakes under the support system of being in a smaller market, which is always beneficial for a prospect that's heavily recruited like this. You know, you're not going to LA, you're not going to New York, you know, where you're required to kind of be ready to go straight out the bat. I think about RJ Barrett, who a lot of the times, a lot of fans were frustrated with him because he got drafted to New York, very young, out of Duke, was not ready 100% to go like a pro, which is to be expected. But in New York, there is no, oh, you got time. No, we want to win now. You got to be ready now. Right. So you can't make those mistakes. We we want to go now. So he's not going to have that pressure. Um, but again, none of that matters if you don't have the mental. And I think that the way that he, and only time will tell if he's able to kind of hold on to that, to that mindset. I feel like he will be. But I think that it's really special and it's really um, it's a lot of optimism surrounding a prospect who has that mindset because the NBA is hard. You're not the best anymore. You know, there's a lot of best players in the NBA. You're not, you know, Wemby of France where you're, you know, this this godlike feature, creature rather. You're amongst really the best of the best. So it's going to be harder. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be adjustments. There's going to be trials and tribulations. But if your head on if your head is on straight, you can you can definitely overcome all of that. I'm very excited to see him in this league. Very excited. All right. I'm glad you said it that way. You're very excited to see him in this league. Mm-hmm. The National Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. MLB. MLB. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Not so much, not so much, not so much. And and listen, (laughs) I'll say, I don't think there's ever been a seven-footer on that. Like, Randy Johnson was like, 6'10"? Is Randy Johnson the tallest pitcher, tallest starting pitcher, maybe the tallest pitcher? You can't have all the gifts, Michael. You can't have all the gifts. You can't be a basketball phenom. You can't be (laughs) seven-plus feet tall. You can't speak multiple languages. You can't, you just can't, you can't be light skinned. You can't have all the gifts. You can't have all the gifts. You have to, you have to be bad at something. You said light skinned too. You can't, you can't, you have to be bad at something. And he's bad at baseball and that's okay. Oh, it's not even baseball. Okay. I mean, I'm always amazed by that though. I'm amazed because he's, he's tremendously athletic. We know that tremendously. Be able to like do it. You've seen some of these uh, some of these highlights where he goes from the three point line and then a couple steps later he's at the rim. He's dunking. He's going behind the back. He's dishing. I mean, I bet I with a throw like that. I wonder can he throw an outlet pass? I just wonder, like that. That's one I of the worst throws just, I've ever seen. I think he should just stay clear of baseball fields altogether. I mean, granted, the ball was engulfed in his hand. So it yeah. was probably hard for him to release it in a, you know, an accurate time frame because it was so deep in his hand, so lost in his grip that maybe the it affected the release. I'm not quite sure. I'm not a pitcher. Yeah. 
Um, all I know is, you know, there are some people you never want to see throw a first pitch again, and I'm going to put them up there with like 50 Cent. I'm going to put them yeah, up yeah. there with some it's other right people. There. It's just, it's not for you, bro. You, you have your gift. It's so the that's only okay. time. It's the, it's the only time where he let me down. <laughs> I expected I expected more than that. I did. I, I didn't expect to see that. I, I thought it would be, you know what I thought? I didn't look look at look at the way it comes out of his hand. Oh, what? What is that? What is that? I it thought was he so would, far right. It was so far right. I thought he would like, bounce it. I hate to form. I hate to form, but I can't wait to see him mm-hmm. fall. The NBA draft is tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be shocked. We'll be shocked if the San Antonio Spurs say anything shocked. different, do anything different. Whether it's in English or French, we will find out that uh, Victor Wimbanyama is going to be a San Antonio Spur. And speaking of what's going to happen, well, we know Mm -hmm. we're going to talk to Kurt Heelan coming up. And it looks like we got a trade with another seven-footer. Possibly change. Not even possible. It's going to happen. A seven-footer changing addresses. Three-team trade. We'll talk about that with uh, Kurt Heelan. Pro basketball talk coming up next. Oh, brother, go ahead and play that music. Go ahead and play the music. Play the music. I love it. What do you think Wemby? What do you think Wemby's walkout song is gonna be? Something in French? Something in English? Mm. Oh, maybe, maybe some both. Tony Parker rap? No, 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 no. We don't want. No, this is different. <laughs> and he's gonna be the most. He'll be the most charismatic spur. You know, he'll be more charismatic than Parker and Duncan and Ginobili. It's just something he's 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 got this thing already. It's already there. I'm just excited. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited too. Excited to see the Spurs. Who's excited mm. to see the Spurs? When's the last time you said that? Even when they were good, <laughs> you weren't always excited to see I them. I was. I love the Spurs. That's good basketball. Did you? I did. Yeah, it's good basketball. I tell you my favorite. <laughs> I tell you my favorite Spurs team was their last championship team. Actually. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You're young. Older people, young people often have this LeBron and Michael conversation. I'm not going to ask you who's the greatest because that's old. But because you've been in Michael's presence and because you grew up liking LeBron, as a young person, do you feel like that conversation is just overdone? No, because I, I actually don't uh, think LeBron is, you know, the go to basketball. I think 
my go to basketball is Paul George. So, you know, I always grew up watching him, so it's never just LeBron. Um. You know what? You know what, Brandon Miller? <laughs> I I take you off my draft board. I really would. I take you, or or I wouldn't. I wouldn't take him if I'm Charlotte. Okay, thanks for making it easy. <laughs> thanks for making it easy. I'm taking Scoot. I'm going with Scoot Henderson and the and the Charlotte the Charlotte Hornets select Scoot Henderson with the second with the second pick in the NBA draft. I'll let you like let, let Portland. I'll let you deal with you know Portland Portland. That is notorious for kind of like missing on some players like Portland yeah. passed on mm-hmm. Michael Jordan took Sam Bowie mm-hmm. Portland took Greg Oden instead of Kevin Durant. Okay, all that stuff. All right. You need to go to Portland. What you talking about? What's he talking about? I just, what does he mean? I What's get, he mean? Okay. When he says my goat, I grew up watching him. Those are two different things like okay right I grew up watching Russell Russell Westbrook he's not my goat he's one of my favorite players so if that's what you meant okay cool I get that but that's kind of drastically different than saying my goat that's saying that is your greatest player of all time like I grew up watching a bunch of players they're not my goat I say this all the time the goat is Michael Jordan my goat is Kobe Bean Bryant I grew up watching okay, Kobe. Okay. I right. isn't, but that makes sense. Like statistically on paper, you can make that argument. Like if someone asked me who was one of my favorite players, I would say Westbrook. I would never say Westbrook was my goat. So I don't know. Maybe it's a Gen Z thing. I don't know. That's no, I'm, I'm, no, a, it's a I'm, a, I'm a millennial. It's a, it's <laughs> so. a Brandon Miller thing. It's a Brandon Miller thing. I, I, I just move them, move them down, move them down in a lottery. You're trying to get all the information that you can. If it's close, you're nitpicking too. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. there's some conversation. If you don't trade the pick, because there's, there's hey, no, now that we're talking about Portland. Jordan Portland sold the, the team though, Michael. Jordan sold the team. So technically, Jordan can't be petty if he wanted to because he's no longer the owner. Because you know Jordan takes things personal. He's looking at that like Paul George, huh? Move them down. No, you can't. You don't own yeah. the team anymore. So it's well, you're safe, own, Brandon. <laughs> he doesn't own. He doesn't own the team. He doesn't own the team, but he still got a part in it. He's still in the mix mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I'll be paying attention tomorrow for many reasons, but I want. I want to see where Brandon Miller goes. I just want to know what's on his mind. But you bring up a good point, though. You bring up like favorite players, uh-huh. favorite players, and then goats. Because I have a lot of favorite players, right? You say favorite players, like go, like for different reasons. Like guys, I like guys who, you know, I, I like guys who who play for multiple teams, mm-hmm. uh, never really start, but find a way to to carve out a, a twelve or thirteen year career, five or six teams coming off the bench. I, I mm-hmm. like that hustle. Like you're my favorite player because you hustle and you got the most out of your talent, or you're one of my favorite players. I mm-hmm. like. Um, you know, I grew up watching World Be Free. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not the GOAT, but he had a, I, I like the, the fact the dude changed his name from Lloyd to World because he said his <laughs> shooting was out of this world. <laughs> I mean, like, I just like the audacity 
of a guy like that. What? But a goat, you're right. A goat is a different conversation. That's it totally is. different. I'm going to look up when Brandon Miller was born. He was born in 2002. So he's 20 right, years old. He's okay. seen a lot of great players. LeBron. You got no excuses. Mello. No I mean, the list goes on and on. Chris Paul, Steph Curry. I mean, of all the names, I can understand maybe Ooh. not saying Jordan. Maybe you've even seen Kobe if you were born in 2000, too. I wouldn't drop So, him. like, I mean, Kobe I was tw- Yeah, you dude. saw Kobe. I'm confused. I ain't gonna touch him. I'm confused. As a matter of fact, he's gonna be a bust. He's gonna be a bust. You know, Brand- <laughs> right, uh, Brandon cool. Miller, he'll be a he'll be in the G League midway Don't through the 2023 24 season. He will. Mm-mm. He will. I like he, no, he, Brandon. He, well, he was 10 years old. Just a joke, Brandon. We're old, wishing you well. We're wishing you well. When he was 10 years old, 10. Okay, 10. That's old enough. Because think about it. Like, your first basketball memory. Well, probably like eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there. For sure. Like yeah, your yeah, favorite. for sure. Okay. So 10 years old. LeBron won his first championship against KD. Westbrook was D. out Wade there. D-Wade was still in the league. Okay, D-Wade in the league. Steph Curry, young player. Okay, you should know better. What was Paul George doing? <laughs> what was Paul George doing? <laughs> Poor Paul George. Paul George is probably somewhere Same in Cabo my, minding his business and his he's trending on Twitter. He's probably getting a tan somewhere, like just living life. And here comes NBA Twitter just roasting him. He's just minding his business. Like Kurt Healy. What's he's, up, look, brother? He's already he, poor Paul George is already getting enough text today saying, Hey, they're gonna trade you to Portland, man. They're gonna trade you for the oh. number three pick. And that rumor is out there. You know, I, I, I'm done with I'm done with Brandon Miller. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Uh, I only <laughs> want to talk about NBA. Only want to talk about NBA players. Uh, so this rumor, and I asked a question: Who would say no? Like, so you're Portland, and you know you keep hearing these Dame Lillard stories. I know Ashley's got some thoughts on him. Mm-hmm. You keep hearing about Dame Lillard, and he wants to win. He doesn't want to be traded. It's up to Portland. I just want them to build a good team. So Dame would be all for, I would think, bringing in Paul George and saying goodbye to the number three pick. Would that be a good trade, Kurt, for Portland? For Portland, yeah, in the sense that you just mentioned it. Like, Dame wants to stay. Dame isn't going to initiate this trade. It's going to be Portland going to him going, dude, we're done. We got to rebuild. Like, if, if it's up to him, I think he stays as long as he can. And in that scenario, yeah, look, with Paul George on the wing, healthy, you're, you're pretty good. You get some guys around them. That's not bad. And by the way, if you're the Clippers and you don't and like, trade for Malcolm Brogdon in this, whatever, if you don't think this is going to work, if you don't think you can win this year, which is kind of your window, and Scoot falls to three and you think Scoot could be the next guy, you got to open a new building in a year, man. You got to have a star to open that building. I am. Um, so you, yeah. I'm a so little what, surprised, yeah. actually. I'm a little surprised, actually. Not. I hear. I hear the rationale of thinking for the future, but I also feel like Scoot may not be NBA. We we talk about uh-huh. these rookies, and, and let's be honest, it's very rare to get an NBA rookie who's ready to go and he's perfect right out the bat. Like, right, right, it's very, very rare. We're not talking D-Wade. 
We're not talking, even Michael Jordan needed some work. Like we're not, we're not, but we're not talking Jordan. We're not talking D-Way. We're not talking Kobe. We're not talking those guys, right? It's very, very rare for that to happen. With that said, I feel like so much has been invested into this Clippers team with the tandem of Kawhi and Paul George that I am actually surprised that they are possibly abandoning ship. Because that would mean all of these years have been in vain. Your investment into a new arena has been in vain. All the money that you gave Mm. PG-13 and Kawhi has been in vain. All the different movements that you have made from Russell Westbrook to this player to that player to kind of surround them has been in vain. I'm surprised that they are not trying to see this experiment through in some capacity. You have not seen these guys on the court together long enough to actually know if this does not and cannot work. I am surprised. Ashley, that's the problem. I know. They don't believe it's it's not going to happen. I I was going to say, the the, the other way of thinking of this is though, and not your and my money, let's play with Michael's money. You're sitting with Michael's (laughs) money at the, at, at the roulette table and you're down 800. Are you throwing Mm -hmm. the good money after bad? Or you say, man, I'm chasing that money. I can get that money back if I can just hit 26 or what, you know, what hit what? Or do you think, man, I just got to walk away. I got to walk away and go play some blackjack or or maybe just, you know, go get a cigar and a drink, go do something well, else. Like, push, is, are they at that back, point? Push back to that, though. Let's play the other side of this argument. If you do trade Paul George, you get the third pick, say it's Scoot, right? Kawhi is not healthy. He has a serious injury that is constantly nagging him. You don't know what version of Kawhi you're going to get at the start of the season. You don't even know how many games you're going to be able to play him during the season. Paul George, for all intents and purposes, the jokes, we can say them, whatever. We can make fun of the Brandon Miller, that's my goat thing. But Paul George was a big chunk of the reason that team was even able to go as far as they did because he stayed healthy. His injury came at the worst possible time but I don't know how you would feel comfortable putting all that pressure on a rookie when Kawhi is your biggest wild card on that team. I am very surprised they'd be willing to gamble with that. Very surprised. Yeah, but you know what? I think it's you're not you're not gambling with much. I guess you know the only thing you're gambling with Ashley is you're gambling with the feelings of Kawhi Leonard. This, this, this really comes back to Kawhi. I mean, think about how it all started. Go back, go back, go back. The Clippers <laughs> wanted Kawhi. They wanted Kawhi. Right. They wanted Kawhi. They had Doc Rivers was, on the, uh, was, was their head coach, and they wanted to go out and get him. And to get him, he's the one who said, I need somebody else. I need Paul George. So mm-hmm. they were just trying to get Kawhi. They weren't trying to get Kawhi and Paul George. The reason that happened, the reason they had to do it is because to get Kawhi, you had to get somebody else, and they gave up all those draft picks to satisfy him. So if you're trading Paul George, you're not necess- necessarily saying, "Hey, we don't believe in our vision." What we're saying is, what you're saying now is, "Yeah, we we listened to Kawhi at one time. Uh, that time is over, and now we're going to do our own thing. We're going to do our own thing. It's a restart, and it's okay. It's okay. I knew this was going to happen. By the way, I swear. I hate to say I told you so, but I, when I saw it happen, I said, no, 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 no. They're not going to win a championship with this model. It's not going to work. I didn't think they'd have the injuries. 
Uh, Kurt and Ashley, I didn't think they'd have the injuries that they've so had Michael, over the years and, and the bad Michael, luck. Michael, are but you saying I, that they've abandoned the experiment? They've given up? They know it, they, yes, they okay, yes. whatever. We're starting from right, scratch. Okay. And, and rightfully so. Why? Yeah. It didn't work. Let me just say it. It did not work. Let's. It let's did not work. And by the way, look at the West. Look at the West. Even if Kawhi and PG are healthy and you get, Grant, you know, Malcolm Brogdon and Chris Paul and you round this thing out. Are you better than Phoenix and Denver? Because that's the bar. No. Like you've got to get past Denver. Definitely not better than Denver. You're not better than Denver. No. Let's just let's let's forget about Phoenix. No. And Denver, listen, Kurt. Phoenix does not deserve to be in the same sentence. <laughs> oh God. Here we go. You <laughs> you about to get you about to get a call from know. Michael Malone. Michael Malone <laughs> go put on the sunglasses and the chain and and, and raspy up the voice and be like, hey. I'm so tired of Denver not getting that story. You know, like he's coming after you. You're not giving him props. But you, you mentioned it a couple of times. I want, I want to make sure I get it right. So this is I'm reading from Shams now. Uh, right. Wizards, Celtics, and Clippers in talks. Here it is. That would send Porzingis to Boston. I'm intrigued by that. Marcus Morris in draft compensation. And Malcolm Brogdon uh, um, uh, in compensation to Washington and Brogdon to the Clippers. And they're working through details on Porzingis in that hefty $36 million player option. Woo! Untangle this one. Untangle it. Good luck, Michael. Yeah, I was going to say, Ashley, here's my question for you. Actually, here's my question for you. My team really hasn't shown enough heart the last couple of years, hasn't shown enough mental toughness and grit. Does Chris Depp's Porzingis solve that problem for you? I'm a Knicks fan, so <laughs> I've, 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 I've lived that story once upon a time, and I can just I can just tell you good luck. Um, <laughs> God bless. I wish you the very it's best. But All why, that glitters is not gold. All that glitter is, is not gold. <laughs> Are we saying for injury purposes because of injuries? It's, I mean, listen, people can change. Players can change. And, and I say this all the time. Sometimes the right situation brings out the best in a player. But the Porzingis I remember was injury prone and was also not always the most efficient when it came to effort. The effort wasn't always there. It was... Ah. This, it was a very much a, again, he was a, a, a unicorn, the unicorn, the unicorn, you know, yeah. in the New York media, the unicorn. Yeah, we heard that. I yeah, feel like a, a lot of the times that kind of um, the unicorn didn't want to work. The unicorn didn't really want to play. And the effort wasn't always there. The effort certainly wasn't there enough for the New York media and the New York fan base, not to mention he was hurt a lot. So players can change, but if it's the Porzingis I remember... I wish you well, Michael. I wish you well. Yeah, but you, but you know what? Uh, and tell me this. Tell me this, Kurt and, and Ashley, because I would say that's why I asked about the injuries, because I think the injuries that's totally legit, and that's a problem. But maybe player, we don't need the player to change necessarily. The role has to change. Uh, in New York, yes. he was a six pick. Yeah. He was a lottery pick. So he's the guy. And you talked about it earlier with Barrett. In New York, the expectation, oh, you're the unicorn, all this, and you're a lottery pick? We expect you to. And you better be a star. And then in Dallas, he was the number two. He was supposed to be the number two. In Washington, mm-hmm. he's like the number two. Well, he's not going to be the number. He's not, not going to be the star of the Celtics. 
-hmm. He's not gonna be the number no. two on the Celtics. Hell, he may not even be the number three on the Celtics. What he needs to do, tell me, you, you, you tell me if he can do this. What they lacked is a big guy who could score inside. They didn't have a big, like Rob Williams, yeah. if you throw him a lob, he could dunk it. He could dunk it on you. But if he's eight feet from the basket, he's not going to shoot it. Uh, Al mm -hmm. Horford, at this stage of his career, if he's 10 feet from the basket, he's going to throw it out to the three-point line. For, for He's not going to shoot it. And that's why Eric Spolster would be like, hey, hey, hey y'all, let's bring out the zone on these fools. They won't even shoot. <laughs> they won't shoot. <laughs> okay, isn't, a isn't zone that, is going to work. That, isn't that Porzingis now? He's the theoretically better Al Horford. You plug him in and make him... I mean, I, that's how I'd envision it. He's a really expensive Al Horford, but I yeah. younger. Uh, can he guard, I mean, he, the can thing he guard is, anybody? I trust Al Horford. I, and by the way, I trust Al Horford to guard guys. I trust Al Horford to show up because he's done it since college, man. He has shown up on the big stage since college. Porzingis, um, yeah, maybe not so much. The thing is with Porzingis is he's going to pick and choose when he wants to defend. And that was one of the biggest strikes against him was offensively, can he do things? Yeah. Offensively, you'll get use out of him. Defensively, he's going to pick and choose when he wants to play defense. It's not consistent. Even his scoring sometimes isn't that consistent. I mean, it's it's very... It, it, he. The thing is, is with him, he picks and chooses when he wants to be the unicorn. And I hear what you're saying, Michael. I do think that being a third option would alleviate a lot of the pressure that he experienced in New York, alleviate the pressure that he may have experienced in Washington and Dallas. But even that, I mean, the Washington team wasn't winning, so I'm not quite sure what kind of pressure he was experiencing on a losing right. team. Right. And Dallas <laughs> was mediocre right. when he was there. So there shouldn't have been much pressure. Also, much smaller markets than the mecca of basketball. You're not playing in Madison Square Garden. So the pressure shouldn't have been as grand as it was in New York. And if you thought pressure in New York was bad, go to Boston. They will curse you out. Like, you think yeah, New Yorkers will curse you out? After a good Boston, game. All, all Boston knows is yeah. championships. They don't settle for less out there. Like, it's not, that's not going to be a different level of pressure. I just don't know if, again, can you utilize him? Absolutely. Is he this unicorn that everyone thought that he was? Absolutely not. Far from it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this Kevin O'Connor tweet. I like Kevin O'Connor a lot. Um, yeah, a Boston guy works for the Ringer. I, the scoring, sure. Defense, I mean, defensively, this is it. Kind of changes the DNA of the Celtics, right? Because absolutely, they, they're able to they're able to switch everything at times, and it wasn't always successful. I remember Horford switching out. Uh, on Trey Young, and then you know Trey Young, you know shooting a three over him, or Horford on uh, no Horford on James Harden at times, you know Horford on Jimmy yeah. Butler. It, that's not always disastrous when they're bigs. And same thing with Robert Williams, when they're big, switch out on guards. Is that going like when they do that? When teams start hunting you, is that going to work for Porzingis? Switching probably I, I you know, you don't even have to answer it. I, I know it's no <laughs> that will not work. Yeah. So they'd have to switch it up a little bit. I want to get to uh, Ashley. I want to I want to get to this with you uh, and Kurt before we, uh, we get Kurt out of here. And I want to talk about the Chris Paul, the Chris Paul question. You had a great conversation uh, with Antoine Walker. Uh, let's get to that sound and then talk about Chris Paul and his options.
But I think Chris Paul has made, if I had to guess, probably 300 plus million dollars in his career. If you had a $30 million contract, a buyout is not an option for you, Antoine. But if you cut this salary in half, we can move you to a team that can possibly win something. Are you holding on to that money? Or are you saying I made X amount of money, now it's time for me to win a ring because I can't hold on, to, I can't do both. Where would you be in this argument right now? I'm just judging, I'm on the outside looking at To me, Chris Paul probably has one year left. He's been injury prone over the last couple of years. If I got one year left, I'm gonna give back half of my salary to go to a team and give it, give it a shot. I'm gonna give you three teams, Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. Any of those three teams, are you giving up half? To play with the Lakers, I would. If I could play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I probably I would do it. I like half if Chris is willing to give up half his salary to put himself in a situation to win the championship. But it's got to be with the right team, though, Ash. I agree with that completely. It has to be a contender. It has to be a team that has the possibility there. I wouldn't expect him to give it up to go play No Shade to the Portland Trailblazers. Like, no. No Shade, Portland. No Shade. I love you, Dave. No, no, no Shade. Uh, no Shade. But let me tell you, you counting some money here. You can't say, I'm supposed to give up half of my salary. I know, I know I played a lot. I know I made a lot of money. You're mm -hmm. asking Chris Paul or Chris Jones right down the street from me to give mm -hmm. up half? What's his uh, other uh, option, though, Michael? Here's the thing you're keep, between a, keep it's the a rock and a hard It's a rock and a hard place. That's fine. If you want to buy Don't out and you want to keep, if you want to keep your salary, cool. But if a buyout is not an option for you, if that ends up not being an option, you have one or two choices. You have two choices. One, you collect your entire salary on a team that's not going to win because any team that's going to win and wants to win needs that money to build out their team, which was one of the reasons why I was surprised he didn't try to restructure his deal with Phoenix to go ahead and help them build a team around the guys that they had. Phoenix ultimately found a team to offload that contract, which was great. But if you want to go to a Lakers, if you want to go to a Warriors, they're not paying you $30 million. You can't play a whole season. You're not point God, Chris Paul, of the Lob City Clippers. You're far from that. We need that money to build our team out. We need that money for health. We need that money for depth. We need that money for youth. You don't have any of those things. So why am I getting, why any team that is possibly in a spot to win would pay one player who you can maybe play for half the season consistently $30 million. He has to be realistic with where he is in his career. And he's not that Chris Paul anymore. I'm sorry. What do you think, Kurt? What do you think? He's given up half his salary. If that, I mean, whatever he gives up in the buyout, if he gives up that money, it's to go home. He is so badly wanted to be back in Los Angeles where his family is. That's why he was in Phoenix, because it was a relatively short plane flight. It's why he is not staying in Washington, is not getting it. So Lakers or Clippers, and I, we can debate mm -hmm. which one of those is really a better fit for him and where he's got a better chance to win a championship. I'm kind of with you, I think. if To me, the Lakers are the better chance if everything goes right, but it's if everything goes right with the Clippers too, so... Um, but you're going back home, and oh, when you get when you've had Chris Paul's career, and when you've got Chris Paul's money, and you've got those State Farm ad money rolling in, mm. dude, how much are you willing to give up to be home and be comfortable? At some point, it becomes about lifestyle choices as much as it does about basketball. I wonder, and I'm not even—I'm serious. I don't know the answer, to, and Kurt, you probably do. 
I wonder what team spends the most on training. And Ooh. you know, player, you know, a, a player, you know, just like taking care of players because I just think about these guys. And there, 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 there are lots of jokes to be made here. I'm not going to make them now. I'll make them later. But <laughs> in, in all, in all <laughs> seriousness, really, you've got Chris Paul, who's hurt a lot. You got LeBron James, who's gotten hurt a lot lately. You got Anthony Davis. Come on. I, I just wonder if you're going to bring all those guys together. Is there, a, is there a correlation between the team that spends the most on training and the injuries that are under control? I wonder. Hey, you know, Kurt, I, I don't know. I don't know. Go. I don't know the spending part on that. I mean, some the Clippers spend under Donald Sterling. I mean, they certainly didn't, but like that's been a Steve Ballmer thing. He's upgraded there. Uh, Miami spends, but it's also like who you get in in the right situation. Like Miami, yeah. they they drill it in, and it's preventative. It's it's medical. You know, it's conditioning and certain issues, so you theoretically prevent injuries. Um, but you took. The Phoenix guy who you took the trainer who was brilliant in Phoenix and put him with the facilities and the work ethic of some of the people in New Orleans and it didn't work. Like it, it's a little bit of everything. It's got to be a, it's got to be a team yeah. culture thing, right? Like it is in Miami. Like it, it can be with. Uh, it was in Phoenix. It can be with other teams. The Clippers, you know, whoever it is, because you've got to. It's not just like. Hey, we got really good trainers. It's preventative. It's conditioning. It's all this other stuff, so that yeah. you're not there. All right. Which sounds well, thanks, easy, Kurt. All right, <laughs> it does sound easy. It hey, sounds exactly. easy. And you know what? And, and Ashley made such a compelling case. It, she made it sound easy and painless just to give up half your salary. It sounds. I mean, when you, when you have 360 M's, what's a, what's a 15 at the end of the day? He just. He just uh-uh. launched a no, no, book. No, no. I'm sure he got a beautiful advance. It's probably going to be a New York a Times book. bestseller. Yeah. He'll make it up. He'll make it up. Yeah. Let me tell right. you. That's a, uh, the book. The book game ain't that lucrative. Hey man, thirty million dollars. <laughs> it is if you're Chris Paul. I guess so. I guess I should be. Thirty million dollars in DC is not as nice as fifteen million dollars in LA. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Fair point. Fair. Kurt Heelan, good stuff. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. I should have been Chris Paul. That's what you're telling me. I should have been Chris Paul. <laughs> have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Ashley, it's been uh, an interesting year for Jonathan Majors. He appeared in court uh, yesterday in Manhattan, first time since his assault case from the spring. And it really, it just really came at a time. This assault, this this accusation from someone who was described as a former partner of mm-hmm. Majors. It really came at a time where Majors was soaring in his career. Uh, he was an Ant Man. He was a star in Creed Three. He had so many things going. An independent film that was being well received, part of Sundance Film Festival, all these wonderful things happening in his career. He had this, uh, this, this charge, this, uh, this accusation from his former partner, as I said, now he's going to be on trial in August. And I just wonder, as I look at, as I look at his, his movement since then, I, I just, I wonder, like, how do we process Jonathan Majors? If you take the, and the reason I ask it that way is if you take the innocent until proven guilty that although that is the American way or the so-called American way, it seems to be a bit of a cop out without taking mm-hmm. a position on the, a very serious issue of domestic violence. And then you think of who he was walking. Put that clip up again. I'm just amazed Could by this be me, too. Michael. Could it I be know, me, I, Michael? I see, she's better than she's better I, I, than me. I'll tell you that much. You see, mm-hmm. you see, majors walking into court with Megan Good, Mm-mm. holding his Mm-mm. hand, being supportive. Uh, this just a lot of I people honestly, have run away from a lot of people have run away from majors. She hasn't, and I wonder I just, how many people I, are in that category. I honestly, like, it's one thing. I mean, I personally wouldn't date somebody going through this right now. That's just me personally. Um, You know, we can reconvene when you go through your situation and charges are dropped or, like, I'm just not that girl. Um, But if she did want to date him, just being so publicly, like, rah, rah, my man, my man, my man on one, a new relationship just seemed odd. And it also, like, the optics of it to me, and I've seen some, like, threads about this on Twitter, you know, he's on trial for assaulting, or allegedly assaulting, excuse me, his ex-girlfriend who was white, and now it's rah-rah, your cheerleader is a Black woman. It just kind of pushes that narrative that, like, Black women have to come and clean up the mess. But it's just, I don't, I don't, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. I'll just leave it at that. Couldn't be me. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll be, uh, listen, and I put in the feed... Hey, we're brother from another. We don't, we don't run away from these topics. You know, these are difficult conversations. These are uh, hot button issues. Uh, we, we'll stay with it because we were all about Jonathan Majors, especially after Ant Man. I was like, oh, Jonathan Majors was dope, and Ant Man, like, oh, this guy, what a star! He's incredible. I remember him in Lovecraft Country. He was doing all this stuff. So we were willing to talk about him when he was at the height. So when, as he goes through this, I think we got to continue to talk just to be real, just to be authentic about it. Now, listen, that's a serious topic. Uh, we will talk about it later, but let's switch gears and talk about something that is also serious, but more pleasant. And it's the Sacramento Kings doing something that I just, I feel like, why, why is it, why is it taking so long for other franchises to get in on this? Sacramento Kings G League team, the Stockton Kings. Mm-hmm. Female head coach, 
female general manager. They're the only team that has done this at this level. And I always say it's a I know it's a business. Women are great at business. It's a game. Women are great at games. So why haven't we had more women in the fields of business and games? You can't tell me, hey, this is a, you know, it's a man's sport and it takes men to do it. No, no, it doesn't. And I'm rooting. Uh, I'm rooting for these two women. How do you look at the situation, Ashley? I love this. And the more opportunities that are given based on knowledge and based on merit and not, you know, trying to fill some status quo that a lot of, you know, people on Twitter will like to make it seem these women are qualified. These women are knowledgeable. And the more opportunities they're given to showcase that, the more chips in that glass ceiling. I love this. This goes against the narrative that women don't know ball, that women don't know NBA, that women don't know men's sports. Um, I'm here for it. I'm excited for it. And I hope it's not the last time we see it. Yeah, that's right. Well said. All right. Now, let's. Uh, I'm glad you said that. I agree with you. So let, why don't we end on a disagreement? <laughs> Just to sure, show our let's range. do it. Uh, I'm ready. Let's end on a disagreement and the issues, the issues that I have with you. I just want to put it out there. You know, I want to talk about you behind your back. Say it to your mm -hmm. face. I was mm -hmm. looking at your NFL power rankings and I was just really surprised, Ashley. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you have some teams. You have some teams too high. Uh, your team at number nine is way too low. <laughs> like what? This is Ashley. I had to look three or four times. I said, I'm this realistic. I'm a realistic Moore. Cowboys fan. Mm -hmm. This is the one I know. Not another, not some fake Ashley Nicole Moss. This is like our uh -huh. Ashley Nicole Moss has the Ash has the has the Cowboys at nine. After mm -hmm. the Jets, the Jets at four. I think the Jets are going to be I really think, good. You're funny really too. good. Really I knew good. You were smart. I didn't know you were this funny. I didn't know you were this funny. I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be really good. They have an incredible defense. I'm a firm believer defense wins championships. I don't think they're going to win a chip. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to revive that offense defensively. Like I said, they already had the pieces offense. They had a great offense, but no quarterback to really drive the ship. Aaron Rodgers is going to change that. This is not a Super Bowl team, but this is going to be one of the top teams in the NFL this season. Watch. All right. Uh, you got Minnesota at 11. It's probably too high. Um, I know they had a good season last year. It was a little flukish. Um, okay. When's the last time the Jets? When's the last time the Jets made the playoffs? Do you know? 1934. Were you? Were you? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Were you born? Were you born? The last I don't time? know. Was I? Listen, last time. Last time was the Jets made the playoffs. Still I was QB? nine. I was nine years old. It, I was nine. I think the quarterback was Richard Todd uh, oh. when they made the playoffs. No, nah, no, nah, well, nah, it's been 12 years. Probabilities in their favor. Good luck, Jets. There, there's no way in hell they're going to fourth best team in the NFL. Ashley, love you. Good to see you. <laughs> Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.